Welcome back to Administrative Static. John and I are joined by our colleague here at NCLA, uh, Russ Ryan. Uh, welcome back to Administrative Static, Russ. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me again. And and Russ is here because he has a PCAOB in his bonnet and uh, <laughs> wanted to uh, wanted to find out, uh, Russ. So what is this? Remind our listeners what this crazy agency is, what they do, and then like what's the latest thing that that sort of has your goat here. So just to to. To go to the basics, it's an an organization created and, and by let me Congress. Say public Company Accounting Oversight Board. Just to yes, just to just to bore the audience from the from the get go here. But now everything else is going to be exciting. But that so it's got the uh, nickname Peekaboo, and it's actually pretty apt if you if you think about it. But this was a a corporation formed by Congress in Sarbanes Oxley as a nonprofit. Washington, D.C. corporation. Around 2002. Right. Thereabouts. And it, it was basically given responsibility to oversee and regulate the accountants who audit publicly traded companies. And later they got added to their mission, the auditors of broker-dealer firms. And this is because Enron happened and Arthur Anderson was the accountants for Right. For Enron, and so they were trying to prevent the next Enron. I guess that was that was the context, and um, you know, it's the usual. We need to do something, so let's create this gigantic bureaucracy and throw a lot of money at it. Right, right. So, um, Whereas my my take on these things is, don't just do something; stand there. That's my <laughs> that's my preference, but that's not usually what happens. So uh, th- uh, this PCAOB is overseen itself by the Securities and Exchange Commission. Um, to varying degrees. And what I wrote about this week uh, was each year... The in, PC- in, this is in your blog or this is This in was in uh, your- Bloom- Bloomberg Tax Insights, I think it's called. Perfect. Um, so every year the PCAOB needs to... It basically writes its own budget. Um, it submits it to the SEC for approval. Congress is not involved at all in setting this group's budget. And so the SEC <clears throat> takes the money from somewhere or it or the S, or the PCAOB collects this from its regulated yes. entities. Yes. Well, no, it's not even it's not even the regulated entities. It's what I would call and what some former SEC commissioners have called taxation. It's hmm. a private corporation that uh, assesses taxes against publicly traded companies, read shareholders and to a lesser extent broker dealer firms it it there's some registration fees for the accounting firms that but the bulk of the budget comes from these taxes that are imposed on publicly traded corporations because there aren't that many accounting firms so it wouldn't be i mean at least mo- the, yeah. at least the major yeah. ones that oversee the public companies there's a handful of really big ones I, but there's I also- remembered it was the big 8 and now it's the big 3 so there's been some <laughs> consolidation well they made it the big 4 again but yeah, they just yeah. pulled in number 5 and said it was one of the four or something it's uh, i don't know if that's <laughs> so they liked the big 4 so much they wanted to keep at that number so every year pretty much with um, a hiatus there during, like, the Trump administration, the board asks for and generally receives a pretty generous budget increase. For example, um, this year's budget was 10% larger than last year's, which in turn was 12% larger than the year before, which in turn was 10%. That's even so, larger than the Biden inflation. Yeah, I, that's one of the points I made was... It far well, 
if you go all the way back to its creation in 2002, it had like a $100,000 budget. This year's is $385 million. I'm sorry, $100 million. Okay. Um, and now it's $385 uh, million. So uh, it's grown almost 400% in 20 years, which I compared to the rate of inflation, wage growth, and overall federal spending, and it outpaces all of them. Um, so it was up for a vote yesterday, so I thought I'd write something early in the week to maybe get people to start thinking about this. But um, obviously it had no effect because the commissioners yesterday got out their rubber stamp and said, this is great, other than <laughs> Commissioner Peirce, okay. who yeah. again dissented for the second year in a row. And she asked some pretty pointed questions at the hearing uh, as to why they need all this money and whether they're really being effective and so forth and so on. I'm glad someone's minding the purse strings. Yeah. Well, one of the ironies I pointed out, too, was as their budget has grown dramatically over these past 20 years, um, the budget request came a few months after they issued some press releases and and, uh, speeches bemoaning the fact that audit quality has essentially deteriorated <laughs> in recent years. Like this year, they say 40% of the inspections they're going to do, they expect to have serious um, uh, deficiencies. Pro- deficiencies, yeah. So, you know, one of the points I made was, well, there seems to be <laughs> an inverse correlation with the budget increases and the, the audit quality, and that's the whole reason they were created in the first place. <laughs> The other thing is, the other thing that's happened uh, as audit quality is going down. Allegedly. Um, By their measure. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've been dramatically like increasing enforcement activity and penalties, and they're bragging about it and pounding their chests about it. And again, I pointed out, like, shouldn't they need to at least explain why tripling p- penalties arbitrarily is going to have a positive impact on audit quality. And they, it's, it's just taken on faith that if you, if you start uh, hammering people more harshly, well, that's going to result in better audit quality. I, I don't think there's any empirical evidence for that, not just in the accounting profession, uh, but I'd say in particular in the, the, the accounting profession, which... You know, maybe call me naive, but I think as a as a group, accountants are about the most by the book. Fastidious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. People, you know, right. if, I, if I had to trust someone, a random person with my kids, and I could pick you out an of a hundred, <laughs> and the only thing I knew was one of them's an accountant. <laughs> but we've got this gigantic regulator who just keeps gobbling up money. Um, and, uh, you know, and the penalties, too. I mean... Uh, the penalties, it's a weird thing. Like, uh, if this were a government regulator, the penalties would typically go either to the Treasury and thereby pay down our $34 trillion debt, uh, or they go to, like, um, victims of wrongdoing or whistleblowers or something like that. With the PCAOB, Congress did something unique, I would say. The penalties go into a fund. And every year, the PCAOB doles out those funds to private college and graduate students seeking accounting degrees. So it's just another way that this administration, and I guess I'd blame Congress because they did this 20 years ago. But um, but, but they did it when the budget was 
quite a bit less yes. than 385 yeah. million I, I also dollars. am amazed. At least it's accounting. At least it has some relationship. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else there. <laughs> no, I mean, if you know, if you look at it, it's, okay, it's but. And I don't want to get too far into the right. weeds, but we talk a lot about non-delegation and all that right. and, and delegating things that should be done by Congress. Right. But every time they issue a scholarship, they're making, in my view, a legislative choice to divert those funds away from deficit reduction and towards a private interest. Um, and, you know, there's just so much with this organization that is of dubious constitutionality. And as you know, I think we... Uh, we have a lawsuit right now pending in the Northern District of Texas to try to get this organization declared unconstitutional and stop it, at least its enforcement activity. Yeah, unconstitutional six ways from Sunday, I think. I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can um, – it makes, like, SEC adjudication look Child, child's play, yeah. And Russ is leading that litigation, by the way, so yeah. he knows it well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. The, the other thing that, that seems strange to me, if they have, if they're spending all this money and the audit quality is getting worse, maybe spend less time on enforcement and more time on training or on you know sort of helping companies with better audits. Yeah, you're. you're um, that's exactly what Commissioner. Peirce says, and a lot of other experts, including former PCAOB people, uh, who say, look, it's one thing to, and part of that's the inspection process, too. Um, That's relatively informal, or at least it used to be. And it was a way that um, PCAOB inspectors could flag problems and work with the firm more or less informally to to get them to fix it. Um, But once you refer to enforcement, then you know it's it's it turns punitive and it turns increasingly adversarial. And what well, almost sounds like the incentive that's in place for PCAOB is to is to build up this enforcement sort of treasury. Uh, they don't, you know, if they do a good job of making the audits work and they don't collect the penalties, then they have less money to dole out, <laughs> right. right? Right, that's part of it, um, and I think it's. A lot of people, they get into these enforcement roles and they think their measure of success is how many scalps they put on the wall and how many millions and penalties they've assessed. And um, this board right now, in my opinion, uh, is sort of at the worst of that. Um, That's all you hear from them. And where do they get drawn from? How does the board get the SEC commissioners appoint them. That's an, uh, another <laughs> problem that was addressed in Free Enterprise Fund. Yeah. Um, but the Supreme Court upheld the appointment but said they had too much removal power because even the SEC couldn't remove them without cause. And um, the court essentially blue-penciled that removal restriction out to save the board, at least for now. But we're hoping to get back, back at that well pretty soon. So 30 seconds left. Uh, what happens now? So you say the vote took place and the budget's been approved for the, for the year ahead? Yeah. So once again, you know, the rubber stamp came out and uh, they'll, they'll pay their, you know, the board members make over half a million dollars each, Ooh. which is more than Fauci got. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's steep. Well, thanks for bringing this sure. uh, to our attention again. Sure. Russ Ryan's article, Bloomberg Tax uh, Insights. Thanks for being on Administrative Static and blowing the whistle on the PCAOB. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. All right. We'll be back. 